Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where all that the Catholic Church believes and teaches is served fresh daily. So come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzymski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, and I'm sitting here with Tom Dorian. Tom, you doing all right? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm doing just great. I'm I am ready. disappointed in you, though. Why are you disappointed? Well, normally you have something fried with sugar and or salt on it. Today I see you got fruit. You lost your focus, man. You're trying to... I didn't even know they had, they had fruit in this place. <laughs> <laughs> We're turning over a new health-conscious leaf. Garnishment, I'm sure. Yeah, that's just a garnish. Actually, okay. just it looks pretty on the plate. Excellent. It's sitting right next to those uh, cookie things. Yeah. With <laughs> the chocolate... That's really good, by there the way. You, I, I believe it. Tom, we got a great show today. We always do. We're going to be talking about college again. Are we? Yeah. You just got out of college, didn't you? Not too long ago. Best 12 years of your life. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> so, Tom, what we're going to focus on, though, is Ooh. I use the word focus. Excellent. And the reason I did was because we, Man, when I good. went to school, mm-hmm. I don't remember spending much time in my faith. You know, I think most people can uh, say that. And I've actually read some very disturbing facts and figures that talk about the fact that up to 90% of people essentially lose their faith. They no longer practice the faith they came to college with. I believe that. And they lose that during the college years. I believe that. And so I know that there's a new movement within the church to sort of try to correct that. Great. To right the ship, as it were. That's great. Well, and we have a wonderful representative from an organization that's doing just that. He He's is with wonderful. us today. And we're going to welcome Dean Reineking. Dean, welcome to the luxurious corner booth at the Catholic Cafe. Thank you, Deacon Jeff and Tom. Appreciate that. Dean is a Catholic campus missionary, and he's with a group called FOCUS, and that stands for Fellowship of Catholic University Students. So, Dean, how does FOCUS, how is it going to save the world? Well, essentially, FOCUS, it's the Fellowship of Catholic University Students, as he said, and we're a national campus outreach that goes out onto college campus and meets students where they are, and then we invite them to examine the meaning and the purpose of their lives at a time when so many students are really asking the big questions in life. And um, so through large group outreach and Bible studies and uh, one-on-one mentoring, uh, the FOCUS staff, we're equipped to introduce college students to the person of Christ and the Catholic faith, and we try and empower them to share this gospel and his love uh, with others on the college campus. But when you encounter college students, usually when I was in college, we were like in the party mode. We weren't really thinking about things of faith. How do you get that conversation around to the faith aspect of things? Well, our method that we use when we go out on campus is to win students over, first of all, to a friendship. And so however that can be done, um, you know, whether that's hanging out in the student lounges, um, in the library, in the weight room, um, you know, out on the track and field uh, at the intramurals, um, whatever we can do to engage students um, in a friendship, first of all, that's genuine and um, where we can really um, get them to gain their trust and uh, so that we can start those conversations about faith. Um, so that's what we try and do, basically. Essentially, you guys are true to life. You're missionaries. You're actually answering the Great Commission that we found in the 28th chapter of Matthew's Gospel. Well, that, that's exactly correct. And um, the Great Commission is to go and preach the gospel to all nations. And where better to do that than at the center of our nation, which is the college campus? Um, well, every- so so many people, though, think that, that when you're a missionary, they always have this picture of you in some kind of uh, explorer gear standing knee-deep in some <laughs> field or bog or something in Africa, 
and your your converting natives and whatnot. But really, there's a big, huge, I would say, problem right here where we live in the United States of America. Well, that's correct, and uh, there is a lot of gear that comes with going to a college <laughs> campus. Um, but Mother Teresa put it very well when she said that the United States is a very spiritually impoverished nation. And so while we don't have that material pov- poverty that many nations do, we do have um, that spiritual poverty that needs to be remedied and does require mission work, uh, more so in a lot of respects than places um, you know, that have never heard the gospel. There are students that have never heard the gospel, but also ones that need to hear it again and probably hear it again for the first time um, you know, in a real way. Well, let's talk a little bit about FOCUS itself, what, what the organization stands for, what it does. You mentioned what its purpose, what its mission, what its role is. Well, how was it founded? Well, FOCUS was founded in 1998 by um, a man named Curtis Martin. And Curtis Martin was part of a um, Protestant organization known as Campus Crusade for Christ. And he had a conversion, or rather a reversion, uh, to his faith. He was a fallen away Catholic who had joined this campus outreach and um, had been evangelized by them and then gone out uh, to do evangelization with them. And he came to a retreat, um, a Catholic retreat, during that time and uh, really saw the contrast. He had been uh, at Daytona Beach um, doing slow motion you know, football games with professional uh, athletes and uh, football players and really just psyching up the crowd at Daytona Beach uh, because these professional athletes were there and they were having a good time and then they would invite people to come and discuss Christ uh, and uh, accept him as their personal Lord and Savior. And then he showed up at the Catholic uh, retreat that his mom made him go to the next weekend and he was told to draw a path to Jesus on a construction paper with a crayon. And he really saw that there was a serious problem with that because that was never going to work with college students. And He was about to leave that retreat and um, a priest invited him to go to adoration. And he came into adoration, and he sat down in the back, and he looked at the Eucharist, and he said, you know, Jesus, if that's you, I'm in the wrong place, and I need to be here. And he said, if it's not, I need to get all these people out of here with me, and I need to go right now. And so he sat there and wrestled with that for a while and had his own personal conversion. And then, hmm. so once he became Catholic, he realized that the Catholic Church needed something uh, similar to Campus Crusade. So obviously, at some point in time, he realized that was truly Jesus. Right, exactly. And so he had his own conversion through adoration. And uh, and then he really realized that we need to draw Catholic students uh, who were falling away in droves, as you mentioned. Um, we need to draw them back into the Catholic faith. Um, and so that's how it was founded. And then in 1998, um, he started focus with two missionaries. And what was, uh, what was the purpose? I mean, was the purpose then, did he, uh, having come from his Campus Crusades for Christ, did he still feel like that this was an important mission field, that working with college students was still vitally important? Very much so. Um, he ended up going off to Steubenville and uh, getting his... That's the Franciscan University at Steubenville, yes, right? Yes, that's yeah. correct. That's correct. And uh, he, there he got to be friends with uh, Scott Hahn and... Um, they had started discussing this idea um, and the need, as you mentioned, for uh, specifically college uh, evangelization. And on their way down to EWTN for uh, something totally unrelated, um, they talked to each other and they said, "Hey, let's launch Focus, and uh, you know, let's let's start this thing, uh, this campus ministry for the Catholic Church." And, and I, I think they started with like one campus location and two missionaries. That's correct. And um, they started in the spring of 1998. Um, their first summer training was on a little Tykes chalkboard. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, so they went out and they would be writing Bible studies for their students, um, you know, for their missionaries to teach the students the week before 
the actual Bible study would occur. And so it was really just kind of a grassroots type thing. And uh, But there's been a lot of a lot of expansion and growth now in, in focus. Oh, an incredible amount of growth. We've had uh, tremendous success as far as expanding to n- different numbers of campuses. Um, and we have about four missionaries on each campus. And now we're, we have 45 of those campus teams across the country in about wow. 25 states. So In, in just, 11 years. In just 11 years. So. Wow. That's impressive. That's very impressive. And so how does it work when, when you show up on a campus? You, you mentioned that maybe you're, you're hanging around and being friends with the, with the students. I imagine all the, the missionaries need to be are generally youthful folks, right? I mean, you're right out of college maybe? That's correct. Uh, most of our missionaries um, are recent college graduates. Uh, we do have a few who didn't necessarily go to college but have spent some time in the workplace and really have some good life experience. Um, but, yeah, most of us are recent college graduates um, or possibly – uh, graduates from like a master's program, um, so we do have uh, an age range, but for the most part, probably in the twenties, early thirties. Uh, so, if you're a college student and you're going to, let's say, you're going to Vanderbilt University in Nashville, Tennessee, and you find out that there's a uh, focus mission located in that area, how do you go about locating it, and, and 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 what would you experience when you went to to visit and find out what was going on? Yeah, well, we definitely, the focus missionaries tend to work in and through the local campus uh, ministry. And so uh, if you find them, you'll probably find us if we're on that campus. Um, and so, but we also do quite a bit of outreach. And so if you don't know we're there, we're going to find you. Uh, <laughs> but you mentioned things like Bible studies. And what are, the, what are the functions that tend to draw the students in and keep them engaged? Right. Well, we start with a large group outreach a lot of times. And so that is often our initial point of contact. And so we'll have a major speaker on a topic, you know, that's of interest to the students. So something like a Catholic and atheist debating each other uh, might be a large group outreach event. And we'll put flyers up for that and have students come. Something that's relevant to them, that they're going to be interested in. Something on abortion or something that's a big, big topic uh, for these students that they might like to hear debated. And then from there, we'll invite them uh, to come to Bible studies, as you said, um, and to... um, and to participate in these weekly um, scripture studies. And then when we see those students who really seem to, that they have the ability to go out and spread this message to other students, we take them and work one-on-one with them in a discipleship model, much like Christ had his 12 disciples, and he really worked with three, Peter, James, and John. Um, and so we work very closely with those students, and they start their own Bible studies and then their own discipleship once they've been equipped to do that within the college community. That's evangelization true to form. That's exactly the way it's supposed to work. You're going to teach, inspire one person, and they'll teach and inspire and, and so on and so on to the point where the entire world uh, is now is now covered. Exactly. And um, our motto, uh, teaching teachers how to teach, uh, comes from Second Timothy 2.2. Uh, we really take that to heart. And so if you have a first-generation missionary, uh, you know, in this case, Curtis Martin was the first, uh, and he goes out and gets two people and then trains them to be able to spread the gospel. That after 33 years of two people, or one person getting another per- two people, uh, and you have that exponential growth, after 33 years, you could reach 8 billion people, which is bigger than the world population. So we could really theoretically reach 8 billion people, the entire world, within 33 years, which is the lifetime of Christ. Mm. Well, that's a very noble and lofty goal, and it is. <laughs> I'm here to say that I will support you in your endeavor to uh, convert 8 billion people, and uh, we'll be looking forward to that. Then, then th- That means the year, what, 20, 
uh, 43 or whatever that we will have 8 billion Catholics uh, in in the world. That'll I be, hope I'm uh, around. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you will be, Tom, but we'll be praying for you. Thank you. At any rate, before we come, we got we got to take a break here. Okay. And we are going to come back in just a moment. But before we do that, want to remind everyone that we have a wonderful website, www.thecatholiccafe.com. And on that website, you'll find all kinds of important information about becoming Catholic or finding out more about the Catholic Church. But just as importantly, you'll hear this show and any other show that we've recorded is there on the website for your perusal and download if, if you'd like to. Also, I'd like you to email me at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. So, if you'd like to be one of those 8 billion people to be evangelized, stay tuned. We'll be right back. I'm Bess Drzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. Have you ever felt the tug to leave everything behind and become a missionary to a distant land? One man named St. Francis Xavier did just that. He gave his life over and followed the call to bring Christ's love to those who had never experienced it before. Francis Xavier was born into a wealthy and educated family in Spain. The promise of worldly success was laid before him. But he felt that tug to leave the comfort of his home to fulfill the gospel's call to go and make disciples of all nations. While studying at the University of Paris, Francis met St. Ignatius of Loyola, the founder of the Society of Jesus, and the two decided that Francis should be ordained a priest in the order. After many years of prayer and work in Europe, Francis was sent to the East Indies to bring the good news to those who had never known Christ. Francis traveled halfway across the globe to Goa, India, where he began to lay the foundation for the church's mission there. For the first few months, he ministered to the poor and the sick in the local hospitals. He later started instructional schools where the street children heard the teachings of the Catholic faith. From India, Francis traveled to Japan, where he again preached the gospel and baptized thousands of souls. Pope Benedict XVI said of St. Francis Xavier and St. Ignatius, A unique desire, a unique passion it could be said, moved and sustained them through different human events. The passion to give to God a glory always greater and to work for the proclamation of the gospel of Christ to the peoples who had been ignored. In the short span of ten years, Francis Xavier brought thousands into the arms of the church Through his simple ways and zeal for the gospel, he was able to spread the message of Christ's love to a part of the world barely aware of the Savior's promises. St. Francis Xavier once wrote, Many, many people hereabouts are not becoming Christians for one reason only. There is nobody there to make them Christians. His words apply to our own times as well. We may not be able to travel to distant lands, but we can all share in St. Francis's missionary spirit by spreading the truth of Christ in our families, on our college campuses, and in our communities. St. Francis Xavier's Feast Day is celebrated by the Church on December 3rd. I'm Bess Drzymski, and this has been another great moment in Church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. 
And we're back in the luxurious corner booth at the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting here with Tom, and we're talking to Dean Reineking, who is a missionary for the Focus Group, Fellowship of Catholic University Students. Dean, let's talk a little bit more about the success so far. I know they've grown. Focus has grown. You talked about 11 years ago they were one campus, and now we've got 45 campus teams, and we have several other campuses that are also involved in that number. But what kind of success has there been in terms of either keeping kids Catholic or bringing new Catholics into the church? Well, when I'm asked that question, I do like to start off with a little story. A friend of mine, Chase, was at a barbecue and uh, last year, I think it was, and um, he started visiting with this kid who um, he was an avid atheist, and he asked Chase what he did for a living, and Chase responded, well, I'm a missionary, and, which elicited an, ah, oh, I see. And so <laughs> after about two hours of uh, conversation, uh, it didn't seem like it was really going anywhere, but... Um, this kid had been raised with a very fire and brimstone notion of God, and uh, was rather bitter about it, and um, especially toward God. And uh, so at the end of the conversation, he told Chase, he said, you know, I still don't believe in God, but I can't hate the God that you paint a picture of. And so, you know, just by living our faith and painting the right picture of God and what it means to be Catholic, um, I mean, that's been very powerful as far as our witness to the students, which is accompanied by words, but the words aren't first. Uh, you know, we go out and live a life. Um, in one of the recent documents on evangelization, um, it says that, you know, people don't listen to teachers. They listen to witnesses. And if they listen to teachers, it's because they're witnesses. So we try and live that out um, in our day-to-day life with the students. And they see that it's real and that there's a true love among the focus missionaries on the team. Uh, you know, some teams don't adhere naturally to each other. Um, you know, it's only because they have a love of Christ. Uh, you know, these people wouldn't be friends otherwise. But when the students see that there's a love and that in spite of their differences, these staff members are working together and loving each other and really striving to live a Christian life. Now, as a, as, a, as a deacon, but more importantly as a father with kids that are college age and many coming along the way that will be going into college, I'm deeply concerned about this idea that people are losing their faith, that that our young people are losing their faith when they go into college. So I'm very excited about the possibility that they might encounter a group like yours and we'll just say be saved in that process, to be reminded of, of how much God loves them, but also that he has built this church for them. And I think that's awesome that you do that. Do you have a lot of students that are that are positively affected by all this? Yeah, um, I think we reached in our the course of our uh, work uh, over four thousand students. This next year will probably be closer to five. Um, but yeah, several students have just gotten very involved with the program, and many of our missionaries were former students within the program. Um, you know, and I think that's a great testament to the program itself that so many students are willing to give up their lives uh, for two years to go out and work on the college campus and pass on what they've received. But um, I understand you've also had some vocations that have come out of this whole process. That's correct. Uh, in the last 11 years, we've fostered 218 vocations, um, and of that, 64 of those are women um, who have gone into the convent, which is incredible because you don't see those kind of numbers mm-hmm. uh, normally, especially among the women. But uh, And then about 154 men have entered the seminary. 
um, who have been involved with the program, either as a student or a staff member. Well, that's a beautiful thing, and that's a beautiful number, as a matter of fact, mm-hmm. when in a time when the church is struggling with this idea of how to encourage vocations, and really what you're doing is you're building up the faith of these young people, and when they realize that, that the role that they play in the church, suddenly vocations, they become aware of their voc- their vocation. Well, it's very difficult when... You know, you're encouraged to attend Mass and to go to a holy hour, um, to not consider a vocation. You know, it's part of every young individual's uh, questions, you know, that's among those as to what am I going to do with the rest of my life. And Mm -hmm. most students are looking for something that's purposeful. And I can't imagine anything that has more purpose uh, than to enter into a vocation. But not just that people have vocations to the priest or the hood or the religious life. you know, students have a vocation as a father or a mother, a husband or a wife as well. And so the fact that we're fostering those type of vocations and decisions when students are in the college atmosphere, you know, that's the time when they're making these big decisions. Who am I going to spend the rest of my life with? And if they have the faith and they're informed by that, it's going to have a huge impact on the rest of their life as far as whether they're happy. Well, that's wonderful. So, Dean, let's let's sort of shift the focus here. There's the word focus again, Tom. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to – let's talk about you a little bit. Why did you get involved with focus? Now, how old are you again? Uh, I'm 22 years old. Well, why is this 22-year-old young man sitting across from me talking about focus? Well, I went to a small Catholic school, uh, Christendom College. It's in northern Virginia. And uh, it's a very solid Catholic school. But I got to the end of my four years there, and um, – a friend of mine dragged me, uh, kicking and screaming, to a focus interview night, and um, or an informational night, rather. And at that informational night, I saw that on a campus, a large secular campus, the University of Maryland, that there was a very solid Catholic community. And it raised some questions in my mind as to when I leave Christendom, which is a very good community and a very Catholic community, you know, what's going to be beyond that? And where am I going to find good, solid Catholic community? And so to see there was a Catholic community in a very secular environment within the midst of that um, really raised questions in my mind as to how that was possible and how are you going to be able to go out and create that? And so, you know, I was a philosophy major with a theology minor, and so to whom much is given, much is expected. And during uh, the next few months, that started to weigh on my mind. And so I went to the interview weekend, and um, now I'm sitting here and uh, hope, hoping to go out and create that same environment uh, at the U.S. Naval Academy where I'll be working. Now, there's a little bit of sacrifice, obviously, involved in this. You've got to go out and raise your own funds to, to support yourself, right? That's correct. Uh, every missionary and every staff member, in fact, has to go out and raise their entire support. Um, and we come up with a number based on what our budget needs are uh, to live in the areas that we go. Um, and so in my case in Northern Virginia, uh, you know, that's a little higher than someone in Kansas. So based on our rent and our health insurance and, um, you know, our health care, then we come up with a number and we go out and ask individuals to support us on a monthly basis. And, uh, you know, that's where our needs are provided for. So. Now, did you also see this as an opportunity for you to participate in growing God's church? It's definitely an opportunity uh, for me to do a lot of personal growth, for sure, in addition to growing God's church. Um, you know, there's a lot that comes with that um, as a missionary. And um, and the students that are involved are encouraged to grow in ways that they've never been challenged to grow in. Um, and so they kind of go hand in hand because as I'm challenging students to grow and to 
grow God's church and go out and spread the gospel. Um, you know, that causes a certain amount of growth to me because you can't give what right. you don't have. And so to help that grow, I have had to grow tremendously in the last several weeks um, as I've gotten ready to go out on the campus. So I imagine your uh, your family have they been supportive of of your decision to become a focused missionary, or did they have plans for you suddenly to go off into business school and then invent some great thing and make lots of money and come back and give them all your uh, all your money? Did <laughs> well, there was a lot of concern at first, especially um, as far as raising your own salary went um, and to what that looks like. And you know, within the Catholic Church, that's not a very typical thing. Um, you know. Historically, it has been. Uh, you know, a lot of the saints went out as missionaries and had the community provide for their needs. St. Paul did the same thing, you know, in his letter, uh, I believe it was to the Corinthians, where he says, hey, send me to Rome. I'm on my mission, and I need help getting there. Um, well, and Jesus sent out the apostles two by two and told right. them, don't take an extra tunic. Right. And so, you know, in our case, um, we asked the faithful here in our local communities to provide for our needs on campus um you know and so um that's exactly what we're doing is being apostles and going out but um your family are they yeah the family they were um very supportive though behind the mission and the idea of it uh they just didn't understand the logistics and so once those were explained uh they've been 100 percent behind me and uh you know are really very happy to see that you know their own my own siblings who will be going off to college in the next few years um you know, might have a better chance uh, than I did even, you know, as far as maintaining their Catholic faith. Now, if someone listening to this program wants to know more about FOCUS, if they want to know more about is there a FOCUS mission on my campus or maybe I want to get involved in, in being uh, a missionary or maybe we've got some folks that are parents or uh, just interested Catholics who want to support this organization, uh, who do they contact? How do they find out more? Well, the best way would be to go to our website, which is www.focusonline.org. And um, there's several links there that explain where our campuses are, what campuses we're at, um, how to support us financially um, and through your prayers. And then also, um, you know, what the program is about and what we do, how we do it, uh, and why we do it. So um, it's an excellent resource as well uh, for any parent sending their children off to school um, this fall. Um, as far as that goes. So focusonline.org, or you can email me at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com, and I'll be happy to forward on any correspondence I get on to uh, Dean Reineking. Dean, we thank you so much for coming and sharing with us about Focus. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Deacon Jeff. That's wonderful. All right, well, Tom, if we're going to rate this show, we've got to rate it. Oh, absolutely. I, you know, I'd say on a scale of zero to five, I would give it a five. Well, there you go, a five. That's hey, five out of five. He's, we're batting a thousand. It's a five-star program. Congratulations. Wonderful. Let's close in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Heavenly Father, you sent your holy apostles out to the four corners of the world to spread your message of love, forgiveness, and peace. Help us to see in this great commission our own role as missionaries in your service. And give us the graces we need to lead your children home to you. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send an email to deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. 
The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association and is broadcast with ecclesial permission from J. Terry Stive, Bishop of Memphis in Tennessee. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe. There's always room for one more at our table.